The Digital Gumbo Podcast contains language that some may find offensive. Listener discretion is advised. Well, now we're done with that shit. Let's start the show. For the victory lap, though. Whoa, whoa. They ain't never seen nothing like this before. Lit the room when I came through the front door. Ask me if I should suffer come. And hello, everybody. What day is it? I have no idea. What month? What week is this? You're listening to the Digital Gumbo Podcast. Thanks so much for joining me. I am your host, Nookie Bishop Jr., joined as always by T. Petty and my main man, Idris Elbow. T. Petty, how was your week? Ooh, this week was long as hell. Uh, busy, super busy with work. Uh, all the days still blending into each other. So today, yesterday, and tomorrow are only days of the week now. You just continuing to uh, count that cash and make that money. Quarantine or no quarantine. My main man, Idris Elbow. How you doing, bro? What's up, fam? This is Idris Elbow with a little bit of ash on the elbow. Man, Nookie and and T Petty, it's been a long week. I got an email from my um my five year old son's um teacher, and she was asking like, how's it going? How's it been? Because we ain't been on the um virtual classroom for a week. I'm like, you doing fine? It's us. <laughs> we don't want to do anything. Man, e schooling. This is a trip. This is a trip. Well, good luck, bro. It's uh, going officially. I believe in your state till. May 15th, and in some school districts, uh, school districts across the country uh, going through the end of the year. But uh, we'll talk about that uh, in a little bit. So first and foremost, I want to check in with y'all. I did not get a stimulus check. Did y'all get a stimulus check? No. Your girl made too much coin, quarantine coin, to get the stimulus check. So no. Okay. Okay. Uh, Idris, have, has it been direct deposited or sent to your mailbox in any way? Well, I didn't, I didn't get my stimulus check. I'm not sure. It might have been because my bank account is withdrawn, so they, the bank could have snatched it because that happened. But then also, too, you know, sometimes when you go to the, like, the tax uh, refund place and you do the um, kind of advance on your taxes, sometimes they snatch it that way, too. So it, it could have been a lot of different ways that they, that they took it from me. I'm putting the APB out for my check. We're going to see uh, what happens. Maybe the next time we get together, we'll have uh, some different circumstances. Here we go, man. Let's uh, go rapid fire style on this. So many questions to be answered. So many items to be talked about. Um, I'm going to have to hashtag this one, Petty Domus. We talked on the last episode about what a shit, well, T. Petty talked about what a shit show the administration's press conferences were. He's been booted uh-huh. off of the national airwaves bounced to some other lower frequencies and um i've just stopped watching the um, press conferences altogether. so hats off kudos to you t petty your thoughts on the well we know your thoughts on the administration's press conferences but many major carriers refusing to show them at this point good they're nothing but propaganda and bullshit anyway what is the purpose in showing them so good they didn't need to they was all full of fuck shit and just get the summary from Whatever, Twitter. It's just as good a news source as any other one. Gotcha. All right, Adresa, we talked about some of the comedic content and what we thought were threads of information that the administration was hanging on to. Um, You still watching the press conferences? Man, they keep getting worse and worse, and uh, I I stopped watching. Um, And, you know, big ups to um, T. Petty for saying it first. 
that they just like hot garbage. See, Petty, let's go into these states that are having these individual protests and these um, people who want to oh, quote unquote liberate their states, going to the state capitol and breathing the respiratory droplets all in the air, car or no car, as far as um, their protests are concerned. What's your thoughts on that? I have never seen such a bunch of dumbasses in my life. You out here protesting for your right to die from the Rona? Be my fucking guest. Go ahead, infect each other, and leave the rest of us alone. And why are they bringing guns to these protests? Are they going to shoot the Rona? What is the point? You know they're going to bring their guns anywhere they come. Uh, I don't know if it's like a safety blanket or what it is. Um, I know what it is. What is it? The same reason old-ass men go out and buy sports cars. It's a replacement for dicks. That's what it is. Okay, well, that uh, pretty much sums it up right there. Uh, Idris, <laughs> your thoughts on these uh, state protests and these folks trying to, quote-unquote, liberate the, their states? Man, have you seen some of the pictures that came out with people, like, protesting in front of the state houses you know, they look like um, make America great again zombies when they're like faces pressed up against the glass, like yelling. You know, I heard this on commentator. He made this point, which I thought was, was spot on. Where he's saying like those folks who are out there now, like protesting, right? Like they're not only protesting, you know, their right for something, but they're also infringing on the rights of others, right? Because if you get the Rona, and pass it on to somebody else, then you basically doing harm to other people. So it's not like you're just out there fighting for your rights, but now you're actively harming other people. So it's, it's been crazy. I think I was cool with the car protest, stay in your car, keep your windows rolled up, I'm good with that. But when you breathe in your hot, funky, respiratory, possibly COVID breath on glass and people come by with a win and get that, good night, good night. Um, our favorite state, Florida, has reopened the beaches. Holy hell is about to be unleashed. Um, T. Petty, what do you think about that? Florida is ridiculous. They're being run by a fucking idiot, as we all know, Rick DeSantis. And so if they want to go and kill themselves, fine. But like Idris said, they're going to be, uh, what's, the, what's the right word? not casualties it is casualties but there will be damage there you go those that's what's about to happen people who are minding their business and doing what they're supposed to do are going to get infected from these goddamn idiots who are running around and i want to make a point about the people that are protesting in cars yes now don't you remember when there were protests and like the black lives matter protests these same group of people were like well if these protesters are blocking traffic run them over so what's the difference now? Mm. Keep that same energy. Let us run your asses over and we will rid ourselves of several sets of problems at the same time. The over under for a car casualty based upon one of these automobile protests at any given state is half a casualty, half a human life. You're taking the <laughs> over or the under. So I don't know about this betting bullshit. What does the over mean? And over what means the one mean? or more deaths. The under, oh. the over under me and a half will be zero deaths. I'm going to take the under because the people who would run their dumb asses over are at home like they're supposed to be. But maybe they'll run each other over. So maybe I'll take the over. Yeah, I'll take the over because they're stupid and they're going to end up running each other over. All right, you're going, going, to, take, you're going to take the over. Idris, um, these um, state protests, uh, again, what, what, are you, what are you thinking, man? Man, I'm definitely taking over. And the reason why is that you got that much pent up like hate and anxiety and energy 
that's going to translate into road rage. So what you're going to see is protesters out there fighting each other. Because that's, what that's, that's what's going to happen. The garbage is going to take road rage. Hmm. Our favorite state, Florida, the World Wrestling Entertainment has been deemed by the Florida governor to be an essential service. Let's track the money. Linda mm -hmm. McMahon, the wife of Vince McMahon, the head of the WWE, was Cheeto 45's small business administrator, uh, head of the SBA. She, before they were given the okay by the governor to uh, deem the wrestling essential services, gave $19 million to Cheeto 45's political action committee. Then the governor declared wrestling an essential service, allowing the WWE to continue these taping of the matches. And the ruling by the governor came less than 72 hours before the WWE would have been on the hook to Fox Broadcasting for $205 million. Adrice, your thoughts on following that money trail? And our is wrestling an essential service? Only in Florida would you come up with something like that. Like wrestling is an essential business service for your state. That is a Florida, Florida man story, if I've ever heard one. And, you know, Trump and Vince McMahon, they go way back. They got uh, an entire relationship here. And so I know he was able to kind of get the WWE in there because of his back dealing and relationship with Trump. And he sits on... You know, Vince McMahon sits, sits on the um, committee that is advising Trump on how to reopen, you know, the economy. That's crazy that he sits there and he's able to do that. And so this is just ridiculous uh, upon ridiculousness. Ridiculousness. Uh, T. Petty, wrestling essential services. I know you probably don't give a damn. I don't. And my summary is that bullshit never takes a day off. Never. Gotcha. Totally understand they what have, that. They have chosen money, even in the short term, over the lives of these people that they're allegedly supposed to be leading or whatever the fuck they're doing. So And the crazy part the crazy part about this is that Donald Trump was on the WWE. I think it was like WrestleMania twenty-three or something like that. <laughs> because I watch wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> and Donald Trump's done everything, including being on the WWE. So that's ridiculous. All right, we talked about these uh, auto protests uh, to quote-unquote liberate states. Your main man, Dr. Phil, got on TV talking about um, we don't shut down the economy for automobile deaths or cigarette-related deaths. So why is we shutting down, um, you know, or we don't shut down the uh, economy for swimming pool deaths. So why is we shutting down the economy for um, COVID deaths, T. Petty. So he does know that automobile accidents and swimming pool deaths are not contagious, right? But uh, maybe he doesn't know that since he is not licensed in any state in this country. So he and Dr. Oz can both shut the fuck up. They sound crazy. Mm -hmm. uh, Idris, do we have... Miss Winfrey to blame for the unleashing of Dr. Phil and Dr. Oz and this pseudoscience bullshit on America? Man, I blame that on like white people who love money. That's what that comes down to. The only science they, they using is they calculating, they losing a lot of money right now. 
and they want people to get back to work to make their money or earn their money regardless of their kind of health outcome. You listen to the Digital Gumbo Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Bishop Jr., joined as always by T. Petty and my main man, Idris Elbow Jr. You can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts. And of course, we ask you to go online, subscribe, rate us five stars like Uber or Lyft, and write a review that helps uh, you know the folks that be, the powers that be, to recognize uh, the power of you and the power of the Digital Gumbo Podcast. Nothing only see, we never had much projects in police brutality. That was the regular calling on God, but don't nobody got a cellular. <laughs> They want to grind and mainstream me the way they loving it. I got a harder job than Donald Trump publicists. So we're going to keep it uh, on uh, the American side. South Dakota, we talked about this, one of the nine states that did not order shelter in place. Smithfield, which um, for um, people of color know the chitlin bucket, red chitlin buckets with the white tail. <laughs> Smithfield was an American company based in Ohio, I believe, now owned by the Chinese workers there at the Smithfield plant in South Dakota. 600 individual cases of COVID. Your pork, your bacon, your chitlins, whatever, your meat products, they supply 25% of that to the nation's public. That meat supply may or may not be tainted, but they have 600 confirmed cases. T. Petty, uh, is this just, um, you know, uh, a byproduct of poor leadership in South Dakota? Of course it is. They're, they, these governors who are not enacting stay-at-home orders in the clear face of all the scientific evidence are derelict in their duty, which is to protect the citizens of their state. So all these deaths are on their hands, every single one of them. The plant who, or the company itself as well as the leadership in the states or lack thereof. It's shameful and they need to be brought up on charges. This is criminally criminally negligent at this point. Adris, anytime after New Year's Eve, a Chinese executive looking over their product, their company may have come or immigrated or come through and visited or some of the company executives might've went to China and brought the, the, the COVID back. What's the possibility and what do you think about, you know, something that um, a lot of us eat, bacon, or products, sausage, et cetera, uh, in the 600 cases there at the Smithfield, South Dakota plant? Look, look, I've had family that work in meat processing on plants. You know, my home state is South Carolina, so we got a lot of, like, you know, uh, meat packing plants there, North Carolina, South Carolina. And um, that's what you do when you're in a rural area is you work in those, like, meat packing plants. And the reason why it spread so fast and like 600 people, it wasn't nobody, no, you know, Chinese executive coming down. It was like one person who probably got infected mm-hmm. and went to work. And they're working next to their cousin, their auntie, their uncle. They're all in the same community. So if that one person gets infected and they're there, not only working on that line with other people who are close by them, but then they take it back to their families and to their communities. That's what happened. That's how you get 600 people infected with one plant because like most of the workers are probably in geographic pockets around that plant. And so that's, that's what, what happened. And you were talking about the governors not willing to shut it down, right? Because they're worried about industry or um, you know, the economics of it. But most of the governors, they sheltering in place. Mm-hmm. You see, they ain't visiting this meat packing plant. 
got they're not out talking to people because they know they're sheltering in place. Very, very interesting. We're going to take it from South Dakota to New York. Not just rats, super rats. Rats count on food scraps from restaurants in New York City and major urban hubs. With restaurants being closed, there's nothing for the rats to eat. They've been tracked. The rats are turning to cannibalism. Eating other rats, creating super rats. And these rats have been seen on oh New York God. City streets attacking and biting and attempting to eat the homeless. What? Super rats coming soon to a theater near you. Oh my God. What's up with the super rats? Every day, America reveals itself to be, like a tweet that I saw, a third world country in a Gucci belt. That's exactly what this place is a shit show. Like everything looks nice on the surface, but if you scratch just a little bit deeper, it's bullshit. This country is some trash. People are being eaten alive by giant fucking rodents on the streets of one of the like the biggest city in this country. And people are just like, huh? Oh well. I'm telling you, this place is shit show. If I could figure out somewhere to go and my people didn't build this fucking place, I would have been gone. Idris, eight million stories in the naked city, super rats. What's up with that? You know, this this just reminds me of that term called like the butterfly effect. How like one small kind of thing can like change, you know, have big consequences. It's almost like, you know, this pandemic, right? It's like, it just pulled like one domino out from under us, right? The economic domino, the people being able to kind of come together, and you have all these ripple effects. And it's almost like we talked about this earlier about like we're part of an ecosystem. And if one thing is off, the whole ecosystem is off. So I think that's what you're seeing right now. It's like this rat problem that's happening in New York because they can't get access to the food that would be, you know, around when restaurants are opening. Now that they're looking for food they can't find it and it's almost like they're in this state of trying to eat whatever they can and that that happens to be whatever's around including people and that's that's just crazy to think about that but my thing is how do you even respond to that how you respond to that as a city when the city is crippled right now i don't even know how you address issues with a rat infestation you have a hard time doing it when everything is up and running properly but now that it's not, I don't know what you do. It probably gets worse. If you got a super rat and you got that regular rat, rat poison, that super rat might eat that super, that regular poison and just shake it up blah, 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 <laughs> ah, and just keep on attacking. I mean, this this is crazy. Again, unintended consequences. So I don't know. But And then you know what might happen? It might turn into like a whole circular thing, right? It's like the rats might wind up getting COVID back from the humans. And then, like, transmitting COVID somehow, right? That's how the Black Plague carried around, right? They say it was, like, fleas on rats that would, like, bite people. And that's how the Black Plague kind of went around. So you think about this whole thing, and, like, you got rats interacting with people now and COVID floating around. Like, that could be, like, some other transmission that happens and and cross-contamination. You just don't know what, like, where this will go or where will, will it end. What I do know is that America is being exposed. 
So all these holes in the safety net that we've all known have existed forever are just blatantly put out there now for everybody to see. And the question remains if things will change on the other side of this. And America being what it is, I'm going to vote with uh, no. But we'll see. It's just horrifying. So I'm going to uh, balance it out as well. So the national parks are closed. Yosemite National Park. The rangers have to stay on duties. The rangers at Yosemite National Park have shown that coyotes and bobcats, their populations are up. And they say the bear population has quadrupled. I think oh. some of that is that some of them are coming back to life after the long winter slumber. But also, the bears are not, no people are around, nobody to mess with them. The whole nine yards, and they're coming out looking for food. So a quadrupling of bears out in the woods, the next stop is down in the city. <laughs> if you guys see a bear on the street, what you going to do? <laughs> Uh, if I see a bear on my street, I, I, I'm not I'm not going outside one, but I think I might like hide in the basement. You know, if a bear want to come in your house, it ain't nothing you're going to do to stop that bear. <laughs> I don't care. You ain't got nothing in your house to stop that bear. And the bear. OK, so I'll get, hey, I'm going to give everybody a little tip. If a bear comes to the city, it's probably a higher chance that he is going to come on garbage day. So you need to be a little bit more like Malcolm at the window with your gun, seeing what's going on on garbage day. So whatever your garbage day is, look out for the bears. T. Petty, what's the garbage situation? And if you see a bear running down your street, what you gonna do? Well, you know, I don't fool with nature at all. We don't belong in it. We belong in the confines of buildings behind windows and doors. So. The likelihood of me seeing any type of wildlife where I am is slim and none. But if I did, I would quietly, not to draw the bear's attention, take my ass back upstairs asexually. Like, this shit is crazy. But we see that the earth is flourishing now that humans are not around fucking everything up. So it might be a case of the tables being turned on our asses at this point. And it, it, apparently it doesn't take that long for it to happen either. Like we only been in the house for like, what, six, six weeks? weeks? <laughs> six weeks? And they so you can imagine crazy. another. They're taking over. Did y'all see that video of the uh, monkeys at the pool in Dubai? No. They had taken over the like adult Olympic size pool, the kiddie pool and the hot tub. They were doing cannonballs and everything. <laughs> it was crazy. And they look like they were having a good time. So, I mean, I don't know. We, we might have a hard time reclaiming the stuff back from them when this is over. I bet they were. Look, they got a 45-day head start. So that's a public, surface, a public service announcement from us right here at the Digital Gumbo. If you see a coyote, a bear, or a bobcat, do a 180, go into your house, call Animal Control if they're working, and let them go ahead and work that out. Okay, I got a couple of things I want to run by y'all real quick. Just give me your quick thoughts on this. Um, they're saying that uh, things, when it gets back to normal, if it gets back to normal, what the new normal are going to be different. Movie experiences. That's you pretty much closer to six feet in most movie theaters. Idris, you're still going to the movies? You're just going to watch everything at the crib when it comes back? Man, everything now come on streaming. The same movies that happen in the movie theater, you can get them right now, real time on your screen. And then you ain't got to pay like $6 for a tub of, of popcorn. 
So I don't see how the movie theater come back after this. I know people like going out and they like the experience of like going to the movie, but you really going to do it at the risk of, of COVID-19. And, and even if the movie theater does open back up and people start coming, right, they're going to have to do social distancing. And so that means they're going to have fewer seats in the movie theaters. And the reason why the economy of a, of a movie theater works because they can pack a ton of people in there for multiple shows. But you mean to tell me now you got to have like at least four to five seats empty between each person. So you can maybe get like, you know, 25, 30% of the people normally who would go in there. I don't think it makes economic sense for a movie theater to open back up. So that's, that's going to be really difficult to do. I think maybe the movie theaters that might thrive are those kind of smaller movie theaters that have like the plus seats that you kind of sit back and recline in and they're completely separated from each other. Right. Like you're not going to have stadium seating in movies. It's going to be separate seatings. T. Petty, yeah or no on going back to the movies once everything gets back to quote unquote normal. So y'all know I'm not like a real big movie person, but there are certain movies that it's best to see on like the big screen, the cinematic screens. And I get that some of that experience will be missed out on. But what I think is going to happen is what Idris said, instead of like the normal raggedy ass seating where your feet are all sticky from what you hope is pop on the floor. Um, I think it's going to be like little individual pods instead. That's what I think. That might work. Or they could just go ahead and just release everything to home video or streaming or whatever. I'll pay $20 if it's a first run movie and the whole nine yards, but we'll see how that uh, works out when we come back. Okay. Uh, Fort Worth, Texas, Baker, takes lemons and um, makes lemonade out of it. So the bakery had almost closed. She made a toilet roll cake uh, of like a chocolate cake with a vanilla um, frosting to it and looked like a toilet paper roll. It was a hit and they have had to hire extra staff to make these toilet roll paper cakes. They also are doing this all over the world. So uh, T. Petty, the toilet roll paper cake as a economic stimulus tool. Would you eat one, yes or no? I mean, y'all know me. I like cake, so I don't really care what it looks like. But I don't see why that's popular. Like, that's stupid to me. But hey, girl, make your money. I hear that. Uh, Idris, what do you think about the toilet roll paper cake, bro? I'm glad it worked out for for the bakery. And I probably would eat it, but I I, I was thinking, it's like, what's inside that? Is it like fudge? And then it'll be like just too hard to like, it's too close of a like a, a mental thing. Like, you know, like what's inside that toilet toilet roll paper cake? It looks like a chocolate cake with just vanilla ice. Ew. But now, <laughs> it looks like the chocolate cake roll, but now if it had like like brown like um like chocolate sauce stains on the outside of the toilet, Ew. I would not eat that. But that's not that's, that's not appealing. That's like not I good. I can see it making you make it in the shape of, of a, a, a toilet paper roll, but then like have the inside be like something, you know that looks appetizing yeah yeah it, it looks pretty it looks like a fondue type of icing as well so it looks pretty good and it's it is literally they had to i hire extra staff because so many of people are just at home and i'm going ahead and um and buying the cakes so um your surgeon general dr jerome adams uh, at one of these press conferences quote do it for your abuela which is a spanish word for grandmother do it for your granddaddy do it for your big mama do it for your pop pop, urging Americans to stay at home. 
borderline racist, stupid, or both? Chief Petty. First of all, he wasn't urging Americans to stay at home. He was talking about black people and Latino people uh, to stop drinking and smoking. What the fuck does that have to do with catching the Rona? Number one. And number two, fuck him. You can't even trust a black man named Jerome married to a white woman and got a list. He can't tell me shit. <laughs> Idris. <laughs> Our surgeon people to stop drinking and smoking in connection to the Rona. You in, you out, uh, and him using You know, like part of it is like, I, I understand why he tried to do that, right? He tried to relate to a particular like population. But the thing is, it, it come off sounding racist, even if you are of that population, right? Because you're not doing that to other people. You're not going around like white people. It's like, do this for your um, racist Confederate granddaddy. You know, like you, you, like you're not doing it for other other people, but you do it for people of color. So it just seems like it's it feels racist, even though you're you're of that race. So you just shouldn't do it fundamentally. Okay, are uh, we gonna kick it back? This is the world without sports. Uh, we are waiting uh, to tape in this broadcast the first two episodes of the Last Dance, the Michael Jordan documentary. But um, epidemiologists have said that because the uh, San Francisco 49ers lost the Super Bowl earlier this year to the Kansas City Chiefs, it may have saved thousands of lives. How? Because there wasn't a parade in February where up to a million people from the Oakland, San Francisco area would have gathered to cheer on the 49ers that thousands of lives have could have been saved. So um, you uh, take in that uh, a number of cases in the San Francisco and California area uh, took place as far as COVID-19 and coronavirus are concerned. T. Petty, have the 49ers lost but won because they didn't have a parade because they lost the Super Bowl? I mean, they kind of dodged the bullet. So the fact that they lost the Super Bowl and California and San Francisco were the areas that did this whole lockdown thing right, they're coming out looking uh, golden on this one. So God bless them. Okay. All right. All right, T. Petty, a couple of criminals got out of jail in Wisconsin. They were caught a couple of days later at a nonprofit that feeds the homeless because they couldn't make it out on the streets. Your thoughts on stupid criminals. Are they stupid criminals or stupid, stupid criminals for trying to break out during the Rona? Oh, they, they tried to escape? They, they did escape, and they got caught two days later at a, at a not-for-profit that feeds the homeless because they couldn't cut it on the streets. They couldn't find no food enough on their own, probably because a lot of stores and restaurants was closed. Okay, so considering how the Rona is running rampant through all of these jails and prisons, I can't really be mad at them for wanting to save themselves. I mean, can you be mad at somebody for trying to survive? I really can't. But it is kind of funny that... <laughs> <laughs> they got caught because they went to a place that served the homeless. I mean, that's kind of fucked up, but it's a little funny too. Idris, mm -hmm. two prisoners escape Wisconsin jail and get caught a couple of days later at a not-for-profit that serves the homeless. Your thoughts? I, I think this shows how, how really bad it is out there for everybody right now, right? Like literally you got like these two escape prisoners who are on the run. They know they escape, right? Like they know people looking for them, but it's so bad out there. It's like, we can't get any food, literally. Like you can't go to like a restaurant. You can't like get it anywhere that you got to go to a place that, that hands it out, right? A nonprofit place. 
And so you make that calculation in your mind. It's like, okay, I know I'm going to get caught and probably sent back to prison. Or I'm going to starve to death. So I'm going to go to this food pantry. That's how bad it is for people out here. And we don't realize that a lot of times we take it for granted. If you got resources and you can get food, um, it's, it's easy. But it's like it's, it's really hard for folks to get food. And I think this is just an, an example of that, of how bad it is, whether you, you, know, you escape from prison or not. I'm pretty sure there's people out there. I know there's people out there that, you know, are just trying to get access to food and they can't. You listen to the Digital Gumbo Podcast. I'm your host, Nookie Bishop Jr. We're joined, albeit from different spaces, uh, by T. Petty and my main man, Idris Elbow. And we are uh, on Instagram at the Digital Gumbo. We're on Twitter at the Digital Gumbo. Of course, you can always email us at thedigitalgumbo at gmail.com, thedigitalgumbo at gmail.com. I've been drinking, I'm driving while texting the speed, and I swear that I ain't going home. You hold my phone and won't leave me alone. I'm blank, see, blank, Coca Patron. I'm on Coca Patron, Tron, Coca Patron, Tron, Coca Patron, Coca Patron, Tron, Coca Patron, Tron, Coca Patron. I've been drinking, I'm driving while texting the speed, and I swear that I ain't going home. If you hold my phone and won't leave me alone, I'm blank, see, blank, Coca Patron. I'm on that Coca Patron. Okay, we in the home stretch, so I'm just going to go through these quickly and see what you guys think. Mega Mart, a supermarket in the DMV area, DC, Maryland, Virginia, announced a food giveaway, and they had to shut it down because so many people came out. Bad marketing idea, T. Petty? Fucking stupid. What did they think was going to happen? Dumb. Adrice, Mega Mart had to shut down the food giveaway, the contest. Bad marketing? I think those two escaped prisoners should have went to the Mega Mart. They might have had a better time, better chance of not getting caught. <laughs> Adrice, uh, a man in Australia bought $10,000 worth of toilet paper and hand sanitizer on Amazon and cannot get a refund. Karma, justice, or both? Okay, why was he buying $10,000 worth of that? Was that for his own personal use or was he trying to resell it? Did it, did it say what he was trying to do with it? Because a mix of both, but there's no way you can use ten thousand dollars worth of toilet paper and hand sanitizers in your lifetime. Do you know how many craps that that will be <laughs> that you have to use that much toilet paper and hand sanitizer? So, and then he wanted a refund for it. Like, no, bro, you got to you got to eat that. You got to take the L on that. You just take that and you 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 give it away, and then you become the community hero because you're giving away toilet paper and hand sanitizer. You don't ask for no refund. There it is. T. Petty, 10K worth of TP and sanitizer. Ha, 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 ha. Uh, absolutely. Ha, 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 ha. He got what he deserved. He tried out a quarantine scheme. He was going to try to uh, jack the price up and gank people for money when they know that they're desperate for toilet paper and hand sanitizer. So why should he get a refund? I hope he goes broke. All right. Dateline, West Palm Beach, Florida. Sewer and public works folks are called out to West Palm Beach because there's a problem with the pipes. They open up a 36-inch sewer main to discover that there is a shitload of wipes clogging up the sewer systems in West Palm Beach. Literally thousands and thousands of wipes. They say that some of the folks there have run out of toilet paper and are just saying fuck it and using wipes and it clogged up the system. So it was a big clusterfuck of 
wipes and disintegrating shit and all the other stuff that had backed out. They had to pump it out to make sure the sewers run correctly. Um, again, another Florida story. Somebody has all the toilet paper. Some people have none. Uh, backup toilet situation, wipes, unintended consequences. I'm interested in your thoughts on this, Idris. Yeah, this one right here, like, if people run out of toilet paper, they're going to use anything they find. And I'm pretty sure they've been using paper towels, mm -hmm. wipes, even the flushable and non-flushable kind. Some people have probably been using cloth and flushing it down the toilet. <laughs> it, it, I, I do not put it past people. If, if they run out of toilet paper, if you've ever been in a bathroom and you run out of toilet paper, that's happened to me before. Oh no! But but I was fortunate enough to have people in the house where you yell like, "Bring me some more toilet tissue," and they bring you some toilet tissue. But if you ain't, you got you got to make some crucial decisions there. You know, you look to your left, you look to your right, and it's like, hmm, there's some towels hanging up here, there's some <laughs> other stuff, and some curtains. <laughs> so you make some crucial decisions about what you're gonna do. So I'm pretty sure people is flushing everything. <laughs> Deep Petty. People using wipes instead of toilet paper. Your thoughts on them jamming up the sewer system? Well, like Idris said, people are using what's on hand. We can't get toilet paper. So, and they're marketing a lot of these wipes as flushable, even though they're really not. That's bullshit. So, I, they're not flushable, sir. Clearly. No, that's what I'm saying. That's total bullshit. Oh, that they're marketing. Yes. Oh, yeah, they're not flushable. So, I think what's america needs to realize is what europe realized and asia and other uh countries and nations that we need bidets bidets are lovely and we should incorporate them here regularly instead of all this toilet paper wipes towels paper towels and whatever else people are using to wipe their ass these days bidets well i don't think bidets will work in america because people yeah, have a uh, because people have a problem washing <laughs> i don't know why this is like people have a problem washing their hands we already talked about how people say they wash their top half in the shower but not their bottom half okay let's so you know what happened with a bidet is people like if we have bidets people just would not use bidets okay. and you just have a, a hot mess so let's be real specific about what people we're talking about go ahead and say it People I would use a bidet. Know how to use <laughs> I know you would. Yeah, and we also take full showers and wash our hands and use bleach in our dishwater. So it's not us that's the problem. I'm just saying. An Indiana man was checking for a stimulus check, found $8.2 million in his bank account, and a little bit later, that money was gone. Uh, would you want to be a millionaire even for half a day just to go and check your account? To see that you had $8.2 million, T-Petty? Nope, don't get my hopes up. Absolutely not. Just, nah. Leave me in ignorance. Let me get my little $1,200 or whatever it is. But don't tease me with $8 million and then take it away. I would be pissed. Adrice, you find $8.2 million in your bank account. You want to be a millionaire for just a half a day or not at all? I tell you what, I'm gonna take out as much as I can that day, <laughs> the next day. It is like if I see eight million dollars in my account, one, I, I I'm not waiting around to see if one, I know that's not correct. I know it's not correct. So it's like, well, let me just go ahead and take this out 
before they really like make it disappear. Because once you spend it, you was like, well, it was in my account. Now you know good and well it's not yours. Your ass will be going to federal prison. Well, I tell you what, I'll, I'll be going to federal prison, but I would have had the time of my life because <laughs> I would have spent all of it, every every last cent. What did you spend eight million dollars on in one day? Toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> but think about that, though. If you had the $8.2 million in there for half a day, you could do e-checks or pay off all your bills, right? You have zero debt. Yep. And even if you go to, say you go to country club jail for a year, you may or may not have to pay that money back, but it'd be at 0% interest as opposed to these uh, Robin Hood rates that they charge now here for these other bills that they talking about but I digress. I digress you know i would i would go in that day and i would do a i say i want to um get a cashier's check for eight million dollars and okay. you just you got to make me out a cashier's check uh, right there for eight million dollars that way you got to worry about disappearing out your account because you got it right in your hand but y'all do know that we are all black right we ain't getting none of that shit off none of it so i don't like if I, if I got eight million dollars you ain't catching me you ain't catching me if i got eight million dollars okay you got to catch me first to send me to jail. If y'all find that money in y'all account, I'm willing to open up a financial management strategy office for y'all. Y'all get that money, y'all email us at thedigitalgumbo.gmail.com. Thedigitalgumbo.gmail.com. Put money in the subject line and we will get back to you immediately. Um, I, so, won't. Huh? I won't. I won't. I'm not going to prison. <laughs> Somebody that's making the money, horse breeders. They did a survey on what is the most expensive liquid in the world. Do you know what it is? Horse semen. At $100,000 an ounce, a, a gallon of gold medal winning uh, horse Big Star semen is worth $4.7 million. Idris Elbow, what is the most expensive liquid you've ever drank? You, you you threw me off with that. Like <laughs> you threw me off with that. Like, oh Lord. I'm I'm still thinking like you said it was a gallon. I'm still like four point seven million dollars. It's worth a hundred thousand dollars an ounce. Nah. Horse breeding. That's what they do. Y'all are, are speechless. Is, there is no skeet on the face of this planet that's worth that much. I don't give a damn what it's from. Period. That's ridiculous. You know, you know it might it might be worth it if a horse can bring you in twenty five to thirty million dollars in stakes by winning purses over a three year period. A one hundred thousand dollar investment actually is nothing. You know, I I think the most expensive liquid I have in my house has got to be my um the ink for my um printer. <laughs> that what does that go for about sixty three dollars an ounce? Uh, the most expensive liquid that I've ever drank is been Happy Van Winkle, fifteen or twenty year. That's it. That's bourbon. That's of course that's bourbon. Okay, okay. I I'm had Louis the Thirteenth once. It was a shot of it, and I didn't pay for it, so I drank it. But um, yeah, that's the most expensive liquid, not in my house, but that I've ever drank at this point. Um, really quickly, so you know they saying um, they out here saying now that um, folks should not be wearing sweatpants to their 
uh, office meetings, online office meetings at this point. And this fashion editor from the LA Times said people need to step their game up when it comes to these online meetings. T. Petty, what's your thoughts on this quote unquote fashion critic saying that people need to step it up for these uh, online office meetings? can suck my dick i can do whatever i want to i'm at home minding my african-american business and have you seen the picture of that man he's the last one to talk about what somebody need to be wearing shut your ass up fair enough um adrice no sweatpants says the fashion critic from the la times to that you say what who is showing their pants on these <laughs> virtual meetings like something wrong with you if you're showing your pants on virtual meetings it should be from the from your your top half all the way up that that should be it that's all you see so why are you worrying about the bottom half okay. i think that's the issue right there you worry about people's bottom half let that be you got half of them there on the screen that's all you need to see they can wear whatever they want on the bottoms that population is constitutionally unable to mind the business that pays them that's why he worried about it Gotcha. All right. Well, listen, hey, we want to thank producer E. Uh, again, tough circumstances with us being uh, all over the place to get a podcast out. We appreciate him. And of course, you're listening to the Digital Gumbo Podcast. Thanks for being along with us. Um, again, you can uh, find us on Instagram at the Digital Gumbo, on Twitter at the Digital Gumbo. And of course, you can always email us uh, the Digital Gumbo at gmail.com. Hey, Nookie. At gmail.com. Yes, sir. Hey, I figured out what was my most expensive drink. All right, what's that? I had a $6 shot of bourbon, but that night I had my second kid. So that was the most expensive drink I've ever had. I'm still paying for that. <laughs> too funny, too funny. I'm going to close it out, y'all. All right, <laughs> good night, everybody. Oh, shit, bye. <laughs> <laughs>